listeners to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Well, hey there, Catherine. Welcome back to the Pod Lab. Thank you. We are here recording episode number 159. And we are covering today the curious case of Natalia Grace. And and Natalia speaks. Yeah. So, all, yeah. It, so, like six, ten episodes altogether, right? Yeah. It's a docu-series that you can find on different streaming platforms. Some of them, they um, require that you pay for them. Others, it's included in the subscri- subscription. But you can look at whatever the platform is that you have and see if it's covered. It's been in the news. I I had not heard of this case in the news myself. Me neither. But boy, stay tuned, friends. Buckle up. Yeah. I think it really became um, like more highlighted during the pandemic. And the only thing we ever were, were watching during the pandemic was the crazy COVID news. I was watching Tiger King or Tiger oh. or whatever it was. <laughs> I was watching that. I, I have not seen that. And I yeah. thought those people were weird. These people are as weird as Tiger King. Yes. I was thinking as as we were, or you were praying, and I was praying with you, um, you had mentioned this is one of the weirdest cases. I and think I, so. I think this one and the thing about Pam, that one took a lot of twists and turns too. It did. And a lot of shocking, like, Wow. It's hard to believe that people are out there that do these things. And these people are functioning people. Exactly. Like that that Pam was like, you know, your 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 neighbor, friend, and now this this couple that we're gonna talk about, the Barnetts, he was a successful businessman. He had his own business. Yeah. I do not think of successful people as being nuts, but I'm Proved wrong every single time I see a crime thing on it. <laughs> well, buckle in, friends. Uh, and if you're just joining us for the first time, Catherine and I are just a couple of best friends who started a podcast because, hey, <laughs> we got something to say. And yeah. we bring you what we think is interesting. And we thought this was very interesting. Oh, yeah. For real. This is. This even got at- the attention of my husband. And he's not, he, he doesn't like, like, crime, true mm-hmm. crime. He doesn't like documentaries. Yeah, Kenny falls asleep. And mm-hmm. he, well, we he only saw barely the first episode. But and nonetheless, he was interested. Yeah. Now, spoiler alert. We are going to tell. Oh, what yeah. we're going to tell it. Oh yes. As we saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to I like I could watch the whole series again because I I'm just like I could watch that again. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away. That's how I felt about the Pam one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, before we go any further, yeah. I just want to say thank you to our sponsors. We have amazing sponsors on this podcast. We do. We have a new one now we too, do. right? Vicky? Vicky, welcome aboard. Choo choo. Thank you, Vicky. We love you. We appreciate you. We are moving this podcast forward because of you. And our sponsors uh, donate to our mission $5 a month if they sign up through Patreon. And if you just go to Patreon, you can look up Life Happens Laugh Anyway, click on the thing, and sign up with $5 a month. Or if you don't like to do the recurring billing, which a lot of people don't, Mm -hmm. so we have another option for you. If you go to my website, tracydegraff.com, click on podcast, you'll find a link there where you you can give to us directly. And you can just give a one-time gift. What do you want to give us? $1,000? $2,000? What do you want to give us? Please, sir. No. And we and there is uh, no such thing as too small of right. a gift because right. the, all of it helps. And we just purchased new microphones, which we are speaking to you on right now. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you can hear the sound on the other end, audience, as much as in the studio, the new microphones are positioned in such a way that you don't have to have them directly in front of your face where you got to go cross-eyed. Yeah, they're not so sensitive. The other one was like, I have to be right here to work for you. So anyway, we're grateful for that because they were several hundred dollars to get these, you know, sure microphones, which are the sure thing. They're like, they have a brand and everything. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm sure it's going to work. <laughs> and your hand if you're we're, sure. Yeah, we're wanting to add this year in 2024 video, and we're going to do it. It's going to happen within this year. We're going to add video, and then this podcast will be available to you by video on YouTube. It's going to be fun. Wait. I know. I'm really excited about that. Mm. But we need a little bit more equipment in order to do that. So if you'd like to support us and help us grow. By the way, our podcast in 2023 yeah. grew by almost 60%. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's crazy. If it does that every year, like if we bump up again in 2024 by 60%, mm-hmm. this is going to be something. Yeah. And all of you early adapters, <laughs> you're going to be like, I was there from the beginning. <laughs> and we love you for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, did that, did that. Let's, let's, let's roll. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So here, here is kind of like the brief outline of what we're going to give you today with this episode. Three takeaways. Number one, we're going to summarize this crazy kooky case. Try to. We are going to try. We're going to try to give it to you in chronological order, but mm-hmm. we may, you know, stray like you do. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll come back. And number two, we're going to share like the dangers of having the mentality of whatever it takes. Yeah. When you have don't, that mentality. Right. Don't be, yeah. Anyway, don't we'll get to it. And number three, we're going to talk about, you know, what would you do if you witnessed something similar? Because these are just everyday people, mm-hmm. neighbors and such that witness this stuff. Uh, we have a scripture for you as always, and then a call to action. So stay tuned. And we've only got an, uh, less than an hour yeah. to share because Catherine has to go. I, right. So just stick with us. All right, Kat, give me a summary. If you, if you never heard of this case, give me your summary of what, what it's about. Yeah, this case is like one of the detectives had described it as a Rubik's Cube that could never be solved. And that right when you think you've almost got it, it is, you know, blown messed to up. pieces and, yeah. and messed up. And this is a story about a family who adopted a gal, an orphan, from the Ukraine. They claim that um, it was through a closed adoption thing and that they didn't have any information other than that she um, had dwarfism. And she had a, um, a rare case of dwarfism, and it was called dysplasia something or the other. Yeah. And so it was another layer of a handicap for her. And... And the family was a married couple, and they mm-hmm. had three boys. Right. And they appeared to be stable, normal. They appeared to be. That's correct. And their oldest son was a genius. And we'll, we'll get into that, but this, I'm just doing a quick summary. Yeah. So it's a case of they're accused of neglect of this child. Now, we're, gonna, we're using the word child, but the debate was, was she a child or wasn't she? And the Barnetts who adopted her, they their um, belief was that she was not a child, that she's faking being a child. I don't know how that can possibly how be. What, how how would she do that? And why would she do that? Tell me how to do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So that's their claim. And so we're going to take you through that, jur- that whole journey of that. And then we're going to talk about 
Natalia, uh, her turn to speak up. And so we're going to tell you about the professionals that were involved in this. So there were lawyers and doctors, the Child Protective Services, they get involved, even in former FBI agent. And then we also have a lot of commentary from this um, legal expert. Yes. And I love, I like her. I love her. And I, I do love too. when she, I love when she speaks, but she just has common just, sense. Like she asks a lot of the times. So she's a, a lawyer or former, former lawyer, lawyer. And she's a consultant, like an expert. And so whoever put this documentary together, they hired her to come on board and tell us yeah. what all this legal stuff means. And here's yeah. what she asks a lot of times. Why? Yeah. Why? She does. Right. I love when she does that. Oh, me too. Because I have that same thing going she on says, in my head. Hmm, Why? Hmm. Why? <laughs> because that's what know. we want to know. Yes. By the way, the couple that adopted this little girl, they're from Indianapolis. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're not like, they're just like Midwestern people. They're they, like normal. Abs- you know, they're well, not like. They appear to be. Well, they're not royalty. They're not, right. you know, elites. Yeah. But I think that they thought they were. I think that they thought that they were something like oh, super sure. special, elite, a- like absolutely. look at me. Absolutely. And both of them cared about their image. Michael <laughs> more so and the the mom, her name's Christine. She definitely cared about image, but she also cared a- more about money and um well, prestige. Yeah. And so like we said, so her their son was a genius. Well, she wrote a book about how she turned him into this genius he had autism but she she pretty much corrected that yeah well okay but she said that she worked with him with her special formula or her special techniques and that's what makes him be able to do all these math problems that are you know hard to do oh yeah and blah 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 oh yeah i'm like no No. he was just born that way right and he just his brain works that way you didn't do a darn thing for him yeah and she had they had a um child care for children with certain disabilities like autism and so her academy as she called it um Actually, that was later they put their son, Jacob, the oldest one, into her special academy and said that uh, he could speak Japanese, Arabic. He could, uh, what else was on there? That I don't know. But piano and he, lessons. And he might, None have of been, he might have been super smart and all of that because some way, somehow, she fooled some people in publishing because somebody picked up her book and she made a boatload of money on it. I know. At first, I'm thinking she probably didn't make anything off a book, but then... Uh, then it was, it's, it's true. And she ran around doing all the media things and Mm -hmm. all of that. So then she did have a quote unquote image to protect. Right. Okay. So, so they have all this going, they're making all the money. He's got his own stuff going. She's making her money. Mm -hmm. She and the autistic slash genius are running around the country promoting the book and her, her method and all of that. And then they decide as a family, you know, what's missing? We have three boys. I think we need a girl or we need another child. Yeah, because she believes she can churn out another genius. And she actually is writing this book. Like the book is in the works while they have Natalia. And um, anyway, the ghost writer of the book is told by Christine, no, take out everything about her. She's not at all the, the genius. A that, part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so she's got a motive. 
And yeah. her motive is self-serving. Mm-hmm. It's not to help a child who's helpless and who needs a family. Mm-hmm. It's to use this child as an experiment to see if my methods maybe work on her. Right? Right. And bring her to this country and let's see if we can t- turn her into a genius too. Right. Something like so that. So here we are. It's the summer of 2010. And they adopt this Natalia who was given, okay, so she's from Ukraine, as we said. And then this family, the Chaconis, I believe they're called, yes. they are out on the East Coast. They have adopted her. They had her for two years. The 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 dad, uh, Gary, I think was yes. his name, he, according to Natalia, um, dislikes Natalia after she accidentally falls on their son's arm or something. And I mean, this is her side of the story. We don't really know why they gave her up. But they contacted Little People of America. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what it was called? I think so. That's something, yeah. And they found some potential uh, people who wanted to adopt her and love her. And one of the cases, they could not adopt her because um, the husband wasn't totally on board and the fees were just too much. And so they knew they just can't do it. But they, they had a heart for her. Now, this other couple, uh, Dwayne and Robin, I think, were their names. Um, possibly. Well, the dwarf, no. the dwarf couple that wanted to adopt her, where they said that it was too much money, they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. It was because the lawyers on the um, first adoptive family side were saying to the lawyers on the new potential adoptive family, if you adopt her, you also have to pay for all the fees that this other family have put out for her, which is like $25,000. Right. I'm talking about the the first one. So you don't see the husband of the other um, small person. Um, she's the one that had the husband that just wasn't on board. It was yeah. just going to cost too much. Yeah, that. But yes. Okay. That's, but th- okay. That's a good point, though. The one of the one in the relationship wasn't on board with this. Okay, don't do it. Right, and they didn't. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that can be respected because this is not an easy thing. Yes, adopting somebody with this special kind of dwarfism, you have to endure multiple surgeries to yeah. correct different things just so she can exist. Absolutely, because it's a lot of pain that she's in, and so forth. Also, you have to respect. She had said the one that you only see the the woman, you don't see the husband, and she said we're we're Christians and we believe that everything you know that we do, we have to be all on board, both of us together. I I think even and, in the case of bringing in a any kind of a child or a pet or anything like yeah. that. If one person in the relationship says no, mm-hmm. I believe that you have to default to that because you both need to be on board. Yes. You can't drag the other person into it and say, well, now guess what? You, I'm going to force you to become a parent or a doggy mom or whatever. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So now um, they, they visit this other couple that you're talking about. I, f- I think their names are Dwayne and Robin, but nonetheless, they also had dwarfism. They had a little girl the same age as Natalia. They meet for Halloween. They meet for Christmas. They meet a few times and these girls really bonded. Yeah. But as you said, uh, the lawyers got involved and it just got icky and sticky. And so they they had they to bailed. back out. Yeah. Right. And um, so... Then the Chaconis, the, the, the mom, she finds the Barnetts. So the bar, the, 
have communication. The Barnetts, they know who they are. They even meet them. But you'll see in an interview, if you watch this, uh, Michael says, no, we had no idea who they who yeah. they were. And, and, and when I first saw this, the 2019 interview of him, I believed that. The way he told the story, because he wasn't real dramatic yet and theatrical yet. He was a little bit, because I was kind of like, he awful had a little bit of a lisp. And so <laughs> I, I was so distracted by his mannerism. Let me just say this. His mannerism made me a little bit distracted. <laughs> so I couldn't get past that. So anyway. Okay, but uh, one of the things about Michael Barnett, mm-hmm. he's um, definitely a liar. He lies. Oh, yes. Okay. And so, oh. so when a person is a liar, they cannot keep track of everything that they've said right. and all the lies that they've put out there. I don't care what you say. You think you're so smart and you think you can lie your way or, mm-hmm. you know, like connive your way yeah. or talk your way through something. No. I know. And I couldn't tell. Like, I think he believes his own lies. And that's exactly what I was getting at. Like, when you first saw him, that interview or whatever oh, from yeah. 2019. Yeah, because he's lying with confidence. Exactly. He is lying as exactly. if it happened. Exactly. I'm just going to say this too. Say Fast it. forward yes. to 2022 or 2023. I think I think it's 2022. Now they're interviewing him in his home. I just drank your coffee. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's got sugar in it and my taste yes. buds went, <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So he, as I said, he's very theatrical. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment, not just a moment, a few moments, where he is, I can't tell if he's holding back tears or trying to muster some tears up. Oh. And it was like so comical to watch because he's, <laughs> the woman abused me, <laughs> talking about his wife. And oh gosh. my gosh. And when he acted out how. The beating. The beating. So we'll, we'll get to that. But okay. So now, um. As we said, the um, Barnetts, they've adopted her. They take her to Disney World and or Disneyland, whichever. Okay, wait. But before they adopted her, this is the thing that made me go, huh? The, the, um, the dwarf family that wanted to adopt her through Little People of America or whatever oh, it was called. Oh, I know what you're going to say. They had all this engagement. They yes. had all this time yes. with Natalia to see, does it work? Doesn't it work? Do we get along? Right. But then when it came to the Barnetts, it was just sort of like, here you go. Well, Michael, he says in his 2019 interview, he says, oh, we." they said, you have to come get her now. Otherwise, you don't get her. Oh, he's, it's always somebody he, else's he said problem. that that's what the um, adoption place said. But that's a lie. They had communication. And they even had time to set up her room with a dollhouse. And they lowered the shelves. This is the, the, the nice Barnetts. The, you know, adjusting her room for her height and, and so forth. So, no, he's totally lying. But he, he that's what he had said. It just okay. seems so odd to me because it's the way they described um, the decision that was made for, Nat- like, this is the perfect home for Natalia. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a drive through Like, I'll have the number two, please. Yeah. And they pull up to the second window. They give yeah. them the money and the kid gets in the car. Well, once we understand the motive, right, we kind of so get true. it. Right, yeah. they just want but we to don't get know their that. hands on somebody. Exactly. We don't know that when we're first, you know, the first couple episodes of watching. Because you just see Michael being interviewed. You see his side of what's happening. Because my husband, Kenny, was kind of going, oh, oh. Because as the um, episodes roll on, they are claiming that Natalia 
is, as I said, lying about her age. So the, so we're back in Disney World. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I took us off track. Okay. okay. So, so the Barnetts have just adopted her and now they're having their first like family vacation at Disney World. Right. And they're up in the hotel room. And according to Michael, uh, uh, Christine, the wife, gives Natalia a bath. And she starts hollering, Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh, my gosh. And Natalia, who's supposed to be six or eight or whatever, she has pubic hair, according to Christine. Now, Michael doesn't actually see this, but he's supposedly believing Christine that she has pubic hair. So this narrative starts to grow from that. And, but it's not right away. They don't right away try to say, oh, she's older than what she says she is. But it's when Christine starts to discover she can't change this girl. She can't make her into this prodigy child that she had, you know, wanted to do. And uh, so they start telling people. They start telling neighbors. And there, you, you hear audio. You hear phone calls of some neighbors saying, yeah, she... She acted older. Uh, even the boys said she was older. She was this. She was destructive. She was that. But but they don't actually witness this themselves. This is all hearsay from mostly Christine. And the boys were young. They are probably doing, you know, uh, what their mother put into their heads or saying what their mother put They're into children. their heads. They're children. Exactly. They're all little, little children. They're yeah. young people. Exactly. And... <laughs> So uh, one neighbor in particular, uh, she's kind of, she's brought up later in the later episodes as well. But she says, yeah, I, she seemed older. And, they, and Christine said she was convincing. She's saying that Christine was convincing about Natalia actually being older. So then they contact doctors. Okay, you know why she was convincing? Because she was lying with confidence. Exactly. Yes. Lying with confidence. Right. Yeah. okay so they take her to a family doctor well first they take her to other doctors um there's several doctors involved more than i thought because i watched it twice i'm like oh and one of the doctors said she's a child her growth plates right are not they're open they're open and so they're not closed yet so she's not done growing oh and i love later when the lawyers try to put the doctor in 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 the corner yes i love that later We'll get to that. And so um, he says, no, she, she's a child. Also, there are um, pictures of her, you know, she lost her tooth at the age that you lose teeth. And right. so that's evidence. Yeah. And then later on, we see that a dentist, he, does, he didn't even know that this case went the way it went. Right. And because the producer is filming him and, and the dentist says, these are her x-rays. There is no way she could be an adult. These are, you know, a child's. Uh, tooth structure whatever right it's fact it's fact it's not fiction we're not making it up you can't fake it yeah if you have baby teeth underneath Mm -hmm. or you have adult teeth that are still underneath your Mm -hmm. baby teeth guess what Mm -hmm. you're a baby now we so he tells christine that she's a child christine leaves that office and continues to tell people that the dentist said that she's a child and it was a total lie. Like he did not say that. Okay. But no, you just said that the that Christine said the dentist said that she's a child. She, did yeah. you mean to say that? Yes. Okay, she, but Christine she, was claiming she was an adult. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. So a, you misspoke. Adult. I misspoke. Okay. Right, right. So you got it so confusing with okay, this. Okay, but yeah. Christine was 
uh, lying with confidence. Yeah. Okay, you gotta you gotta take this. You gotta step out of it for a minute, yeah. and you've got to get it that Christine and Michael Barnett have a motive, and their motive is they need to be rid of Natalia. Why? Because she's in the way. She's in the way of them moving to Canada. They wanted to move to Canada. The reason they wanted to move to Canada is because their oldest son, Jacob, who was the genius slash autistic boy, he was offered a special education in Canada to get his master's degree at like a super young age. And they had to go and they had to go and live there in order for them to participate in this program. They had to live there. Well, guess what? Canada would not allow Natalia to come and live there because she needed all these surgeries and they weren't about to put her on their, you know, social uh, medicine roles and pay for all her surgeries. So they said, no can do. Right. And they were even, even before that, they were already like, what, you know, pretty much what did we do here? Right. Because as you pointed out, she was not um, fitting into the vision that Christine had of, I'm a, I'm a genius maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? I'm not a genius, but I'm a genius maker. Yes. And yes. I can make another one. Yeah. Watch me. Mm-hmm. And then she thought she could write a book on how I t- turned Natalia into a genius. Yeah. Well, well, that wasn't working. So everything was not working out the way that they had envisioned it. So mm-hmm. now they're kind of stuck with this child. Well, how can they get rid of her? Well, age her. Yes. And so their family doctor, who they have a relationship with, somehow they get him to say, oh, yeah, she's an, she's an adult. She has breasts. Um, you know, they somehow get him to do that. Now, one thing that we want to point out is that Indiana law is that you, if you adopt a child, you have to keep them till they're 21. Well, guess what age they wanted her aged at? What age was it, Catherine? 22. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> 22 years old. Um, so I hope- that's a 14 years. They aged her plus 14 years from what they thought she was when she first came from Ukraine. That's correct. And That's mind-blowing to it me. It is mind-blowing. They also not only want to... Uh, make her older than what she actually is. They also want to say she's nuts and she is a killer. She's evil. She's these things. Christine says they they go to this family birth. Uh, they go to celebrate a birthday or something like that at this farm, and cr- they have barbed wire, electric fence. And Christine says she tells the boys and her husband go on ahead. Well, conveniently, it's just her and Natalia now. Natalia's version is her feet hurt so she's got these feet that are deformed and she needs special shoes she didn't have them and it hurts so and that's true oh yeah of that condition she could only walk like 10 to 12 feet or something like that and then she would be going on a trail gosh (laughs) and she says I can't walk and Christine went to help her get up but then fell and then they both fell and then Christine's she starts to scream she's trying to kill me she's trying to kill me well these two ranch workers that worked on the farm were interviewed and they're like no that is not at all what happened anyway they continue to do this narrative that she's evil well and at that sorry to interrupt you but at that farm incident mm -hmm. they called 911 yeah they did and the emergency responders came Mm -hmm. and they even said the mom is making everything worse the mom is like off her nut and she's making everything worse so you get these testimonials from people who have no reason to lie yep they just don't have a reason to lie they don't have a dog in this fight yeah exactly right so now uh, they get her re-aged. Instead of 
uh, her birth date is actually 2003. But you don't know this when you're watching the first few episodes. You think that, oh, wow, this little girl is lying because judges and the doctors, they change it to 1989 that she was born, which would make her by then. The fact that they go back 14 years, that just blows my mind because I could understand if a foreign a child comes from a, a like the Ukraine is known for having corruption. Yeah, you know, right. political and stuff, mm-hmm. and you've got to pay money under the table. Mm-hmm. And perhaps, perhaps they are known for like trying to sell off a, a baby as a baby, not as a toddler. But you can't fake fourteen years, right? And that's exactly what the legal analyst says. This yes. Beth, she says, yeah, it does happen. Uh, sometimes if you shave a couple um, years to make it more attractive right. to the potential adoptee parents. Right. But not. <laughs> you, how did it even get this far with this girl? So now she's aged at 22. What do they do? They want her completely out of their lives. This is before Canada. Well, they're getting and ready to go to Canada. They're getting ready. Oh, here's another part that just kills me. <laughs> Michael says in his interview in 2019, well, we kind of knew a little bit about Lafayette. Baloney. They live in Westfield outside of Indy-ish. And they went to college at Purdue in Lafayette. Don't tell me you don't know much about yeah, Lafayette. Yeah, they know. Baloney. Plus, before so, Lafayette, they, sent her, they set her up in that other apartment. So they, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, the first yeah, apartment right. was a main Westfield. floor. It was yep. a ranch apartment. Right. But you, right. Ha- you have to think about it. You're putting a child in an apartment. Now, whether that, you know, they claim that she was 22. She claimed she was nine years old. Whatever. If she, even if she was 16, you know, maybe, maybe she wasn't nine, maybe she was 10 or 11 or whatever, but she was not 20 or 22 or whatever they said, 22. Nonetheless, she was disabled. Right. Even if she was 22, she was three feet tall. Exactly. She's disabled. She was supposed to be under their care. They were her parents. They drop her. They didn't even get out of the car, according to neighbors that witnessed this. Well, they did furnish her. I love the way Michael says, we gave her some furniture from our home. Right. Like Le- it was leftovers. a real generous thing. Right. Wow. <laughs> and they threw some food at Where her. Where else is this orphan going to get furniture? <laughs> she can't drive, obviously. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And then so, Christine, I guess, was MIA after that for the most part. Michael would come and go. Her. But mm-hmm. Christine was like, oh, chip, chip, chip. Like the she, Pontius Pilate thing. Not my problem. The neighbors say that she even dropped off groceries on the sidewalk. And this neighbor, Sue, she's an older lady. She said the the mom just watched her from the car, watched Natalia and Sue help her bring the groceries in. And that the mom didn't even say thank you yeah. to Sue for uh, helping okay. her. Okay. And then Christine had coached Natalia to tell everybody oh, yes. she was 22. Yeah. So when she gets into this neighborhood and mm-hmm. she rents this place and people see her and all that, and she, this one lady goes, where's your mom? And she goes, well, I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I, I live here by myself. And the neighbor's like, oh, wow, that's odd. Yes. Now, you'll see in these episodes that these neighbors, at first, they, they kind of like her. They think, well, oh, that poor 
poor kid is dropped off. Well, you would have they, compassion on anybody that, A, has a disability, mm-hmm. I would think. And mm-hmm. if you could help them, you would. Mm-hmm. Like, the one guy, the the man, the, the normal-looking couple. Yes, yeah. He's, he talked about being Midwest nice, you know. Yes. If you, you have a neighbor, you help them, they help you. Right. So they did try to help her in whatever way they could. They did. But Natalia, okay, she is a child. You don't know this during when you're watching it, as, as I keep saying. And she does child things. Right. She latches on to all these people. She becomes a total pest. She goes to the, the management office of the apartment. So she takes the candy out of the dish. and She's, she's immature. She's immature. She's got a body odor. <clears throat> They're really getting sick of her. Now, the older lady, Sue, she's actually saying, like, oh, yeah, she's definitely older. I can tell she's older. She's And this older lady, Sue, is also saying, Um, She knows exactly what she's doing. She's evil. She goes so far as to say that. And she even tells that couple, the the young couple, Mm -hmm. I don't think you should have Natalia around your little boy. In this interview, the mom of the little boy, she says, well, I appreciate her saying maybe you should, you know, watch out for your little boy. But I don't appreciate her exactly telling us what we should and shouldn't do in terms of having Natalia around she said we can make judgments for ourselves so I'm I'm conflicted with Sue yeah my opinion of Sue is that didn't she think that Natalia did something inappropriate with her grandson or something or threatened him or something and another boy in the hood when they were rolling around in the grass I think that Sue just went scorched earth once she saw her grandchild or she thought that her grandchild was going to be threatened in some way, mm-hmm. I think she's like, that's it. I'm cutting you off. And then she's believing whatever it is that Christine and Michael are putting out about yeah. Natalia. Understandable to a degree. And then the other people, like you said, they're grown people. They can make a judgment for themselves. Yeah. And everybody has to remember this is a young person. Yeah. This is a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old. She's completely by herself. She's completely on her own. Sometime during that time period, one of the neighbors, they don't say who, calls Child Protective Services. So they come and they investigate. Uh, I forget the name of the person at that Well, didn't protective the, services, the mom, mom send her to school? She sent her to GED school. And at the school, they're like, you're 22? That too. So that's another one that's alerted and they call authorities. But the Child Protective Services, they come in, and then Michael gets wind of this. He comes with his little phone and records Natalia. And he tries to catch her doing something adult-like. <laughs> and she's so innocent, literally. There's yeah. no bad evidence on that video. And she's, he's like, where'd you get these donuts? Where'd you get these donuts? And, and she's like, well, I don't know. We're there. And he goes, I'm going to check the date. He checks the date. And he's like, the, these are April. They're new. You're lying to me. You're a liar. And she's like, well, okay, Sue, the neighbor brought him over. And he goes, why'd she do that? She goes, to be a nice neighbor. I mean, he looks like a fool. He does. He thinks that he's videotaping this. A liar. Like to show that she's a liar. Independent. But what he's really showing is that they're not providing for her. (laughs) Exactly. And that there are neighbors who are feeling pity for her and feeling sorry for her. And they're bringing her food like donuts. Yes. Exactly. It's it's just, it's unbelievable. It's and yes, so then she's sent to the school to, to learn, right? Those people are like, something's odd. She's saying she's 22, but she acts like a child. Yeah. Then she's sent to, a, at some point, and, and, and I don't 
recall when, if it's when she's in Lafayette. I think it's when she's in Lafayette. But anyway, um, they send her to a mental institution hospital. Yeah, because they're trying to get her um, committed. Like, woohoo. So that they can be rid of her. Mm -hmm. They're claiming that she's not only tried to kill uh, Christine at the electric fence, but guess what? She also tried to poison her with pledge. Yeah, I was just going to say. With lemon pledge. Right, right, right. Which is so dumb. I think that there was some lying on Natalia's part, too. You know, because A, I don't think you can die from a little bit of lemon pledge. Mm-hmm. I, I have myself inhaled some lemon pledge in my day and I'm still here. Because Natalia, when she tells the story, she says that Christine stepped away mm-hmm. and I, we missed a spot. We were cleaning and we missed a spot. And so I moved her coffee out of the way mm-hmm. and then I sprayed the stuff and... Uh, Christine came back in and accused me of trying to kill her. Yeah, ah. I was a little suspicious too. And also Natalia says at some other point, um, I don't think it was that incident, but at another time, and I kind of do believe this, Christine said, put this in my drink or, or something really weird like that at some point. What's her name? Natalia's like, I, I don't know what you mean. And Christine, she tries to frame her. Yes, because Christine and Michael were always trying to get everything lined up to the narrative that they were portraying their confidence they're lying with confidence right Mm -hmm. they're putting this out there Mm -hmm. we're these great people that we have adopted this wonderful dwarf child you know and we're going to do all these things with her they're trying to cover up everything right and so they're trying to catch her or make her act out these scenes that they're then accusing her of. Right. Crazy. It is crazy. Uh, okay, so now she's being kicked out of um, the apartments in Westfield. I can't remember why. I um, The lease, the lease oh, was the up, lease was and they up. said, no, we can't renew lease, you. Yes, and they couldn't renew it because there were so many complaints about right. her. Right, She was just this pest. So Christine and her, Michael's version... In the first interview, he's like, well, we wanted to provide a nice place for her. Mm-hmm. So Christine and she went hunting. Now, <laughs> that cracks me up because Natalia is a little girl. Even if she was 22, she was not capable of, you know, setting this up. This was not a decision that uh, Natalia had any part of at all. But they try to play it off, that she picked it out. Yeah. So is in a really bad part of Lafayette. <laughs> Lafayette's really nice, but there are bad parts. And this particular um, area, it had the uh, Salvation Army, not the thrift store, but, but the it, actual... It had the homeless shelter. They it had, had, had all the, the things that you have in, it like, had sketching around. neighborhoods. Yes. The yeah. funny part about the film is when they were they were saying the words, like Michael was saying, it was a great neighborhood. And they're showing pictures on the film mm-hmm. of the neighborhood mm-hmm. while he's saying it was safe and it was fine. And they're showing pictures of the graffiti and showing pictures of people laying in the street. Yeah. No, it wasn't fine. No, it wasn't. And he not. knew it. Right. Right. Not only that, her apartment was on the sixth, on the second floor. There were 16 steps up to that. And prior to that, there's four steps on the porch to the actual house. Yeah. And then it just was not. Oh, and no accommodations at all for a little person in the kitchen or, you know, anywhere else. Giving okay. a person who has feet that are 12 inches long or legs, you know, mm-hmm. like she's so small mm-hmm. and giving her an apartment that's on the second floor makes cruel. no sense it's cruel yeah and they so we Jeez. we get to see texts between michael 
and Christine. And that is hard evidence about who's lying here because the texts reveal Michael saying to Christine, what the heck, you turned the power off. It's been off for three months and you didn't tell me. Uh, Not only that, she hadn't had groceries. And this is after, again now, some authorities have stepped in. And I don't even remember now which ones it was, but um, Michael's trying to do damage control. And he's like, what the heck? What am I going to do? So Christine says, wipe out all of her contacts. I think it was the the um, Child Protective Services. Because uh, on one hand, they're saying Child Protective Services, but they're saying she's not a child, so we're in the clear. And then in another, they said Adult Protective Services. In the end, the Child Protective Services have no say-so because they legally... She was changed birth date to 89, which made her an adult and it was no longer a threat. But the point is, Christine said to Michael, wipe out all her contacts. So now she has a cell phone, but she can't contact anybody. Well, <laughs> and Michael was like, you think she hasn't memorized these yes, phone numbers? Yes, he did say that. And they, they, yes. they had a history of wiping out phones. Michael was forced to wipe out his phone in Christine's presence because he, was, he had taken some video of her in a, in a rant according to him oh right right so yeah so this is how they deal with things it's it reminds me of men in black when they had that little memory oh, eraser right. you know and they would just have you look at it and oh. flash and it would like all your memories would be gone it's like they think that they can just disappear yeah. all the stuff that they're doing because they're trying to create this narrative so crazy the stove that was in the apartment that mm-hmm. they rented for natalia had buttons on it that were at the top of the stove no and so if she that. was to use the stove, she would have to literally crawl on top of the stove oh in order to turn it on. She could not reach anything. She couldn't, oh my you know, do her laundry. Mm-hmm. She couldn't take the, the, the bathtub was a cloth foot tub. Oh, she would have to somehow get herself in. And then how would she get out? Right. <laughs> Come oh on. Gosh. So just on a common sense level. OK, I know that the, the law, the court the quote unquote people that are trying to pr- serve and protect, mm-hmm. they aged her that her, you know, as 22, right? Yeah. Guess what? She wasn't 22. We know that. Right. Uh, we have proof of that. Right. But that wasn't allowed in the court I, when I, all I, these charges came I against these people. This makes me stutter. I can't even, I just cannot believe that. There is so much more to say, but guess what? We're out of time. I know. We're going to have to do go. part two. All right. But let's leave it at this. Okay. Watch the docuseries. Watch it. Because you've got to see these people, in, you know, like on screen. Doesn't matter. Oh, I'm just having trouble. Uh, yeah, but we're going to do part two. Yeah, let's do part let's two. Let's do part two. But because let's sh- share the scripture that we wanted yeah. to share for today. Mm-hmm. Um, the scripture is, hold on, I've got to get it up on my phone again. I know you got to go, Kat. So hold on. Where is it? There it is. It is Matthew 25, verse 40. 40 and it says this it says truly i tell you whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me you know and Catherine and i were talking about that and this is when jesus is preaching a sermon and he's talking to people like hey treat each other like you're like you're like you're nurturing me Mm -hmm. like you're helping me Mm -hmm. and he talks not only about things that you do but he talks about the things that you don't do. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody in need, you see somebody that, you know, really needs some help, do it. Yeah. Just help them. Yeah. If you see something, say something. Yes. When we come back mm-hmm. for part two, 
we are going to talk about the rest of this story. And then we're going to talk about the dangers of having that whatever it takes mentality that the Barnett's had. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. We'll see you in part two.